0: You know, you say that it feels right it feels right it feels right yeah you know, you say that it feels right Welcome to an emergency recording of the 10,000 names podcast I'm Kyle Rat here with Julian Andrews Julian we just I felt like we just recorded a podcast like yesterday or 2 days ago Uh
1: we did Oh we did, did. Yes yeah. yesterday it
0: was yeah um, well uh, you can listen to that podcast we talk about Anthony Edwards and how good yeah. he is and probably will be, and we talk about NBA Top Shot. Um, but obviously, the big news that it came last night, uh, the Timberwolves fired head coach Ryan Saunders, and they, um, immediately replaced him, uh, with Chris Finch. And you might be like, well, who's Chris Finch? I thought I'd remember that name. Yeah. Well, he interviewed when when Ryan interviewed, um, when Gerson Rosas got hired, I think that was like two years ago. Uh, and he's, he was the the current, um, or I guess now former assistant coach for the Raptors. So he was an active coach and the Wolves signed him to a multi-year deal. Uh, I mean, this, this podcast is going to be pretty quick, probably like 15 minutes, but there is quite a bit to unpack here. Um, I guess, Julian, where, like, where are you at uh, processing all of this?
1: Well, I think the first thing to say, I was thinking about this a lot last night. I think the first thing to say is that Ryan is a great guy. um, And we really wish him luck in whatever he does next. And I'm sure there will be a next for him. You know, I really am going back and forth on how this kind of went down. And I don't Mm -hmm. know where you fall, but I really believe that like a strong organization and especially a strong sports organization, you need to have a culture of accountability and you need to have, you need there to be some kind of, I don't want to say consequences, but it has to matter how well you do, you know, otherwise you can't build a culture that kind of creates winning. And like, I think Ryan would probably be the first to tell you that he was like not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. But I will also say that like strong organizations need also kind of alignment in their leadership. And I think my biggest takeaway here is that both Ryan and Gerson Rosas were put at a huge disadvantage by what I can only assume was Glenn kind of pushing Gerson to hire Ryan. Because there's not ar- the real argument here is I don't know if Ryan ever
0: really should have been hired. I think that's I, there's certainly an argument to be made there. Um Yeah. And the the overall structural problem is that Glenn Taylor makes too many decisions for the Timberwolves. And I think like Gerson Rosas and his staff did this whole like song and dance fake interviews of we're going to interview all these people. And if Ryan's the candidate at the end, like he'll get the job. And then of course, predictably, Ryan gets the job. Um, And yes, Ryan is like one of the greatest humans ever. Um, Like when I got got laid off from the Timberwolves, Ryan called me and you know, wanted to talk about things and how I was doing. So it, for me throughout this whole process, it has been very difficult to separate, um, you know, kind of my, you know, I guess I could call it a friendship with, with Ryan and, and, yeah. um, his, his whole family. Cause I've gotten to know his, his family th- over the years. And, um, that, so that, 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 that was, that, that was a difficult thing, right. Where you see maybe that there's not, maybe not right ro- not the right rotation that is made or whatever. So, Yes. I think like for, for anybody saying like that, Ryan deserved to stay. I mean, like the evidence is, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to find. I mean, I think the argument would be what coach would have been successful when D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns have only played X amount of games together. And I think there's a real argument to be made there, um, of like what coach is going to succeed in given that situation. And I think that, um, you know, we'll find out with, with Chris Finch. Now I think like the biggest problem here, yes, the Glenn Taylor thing is the, I mean, it's been the the demise of the franchise for 20 years. It's that he says yeah. he's not going to, you know, put his hand in the cookie jar and then he's constantly got crumbs on his chest. You know, it's like he continues to do this and it's like the same shit over and over again. Yeah, And we think we learned from it. And then it's like, Oh no, we just decided to do it again. And, um, I mean, we've known this for a few years, but like my thought of throughout all of this is how they did it. Right. Because um, just looking at the timeline, the Timberwolves played the Raptors at Target Center on Friday night uh, where Chris Finch was. Right. And Mm -hmm. you had to think that there was a conversation there or probably the deal was done um, on Friday night or the night before. Um, I I would assume, I guess the night before when, when the Raptors were in town. So, um, and then, you know, you have a, the, the one game road trip where you go to New York and you make Ryan coach. And no matter what happens in that game, he was going to get fired. Mm -hmm. And it like, just the, the overall, uh, logistics of it were just so shady. And the fact that like you signed him to a multi-year deal, which is unheard of, um, that alone is it's like its own storyline of like, Hey, you're Gerson Roses. You're the guy that has preached, um, sustainability and you want to grow from within and culture, culture, culture. And since he's gotten there, he's done the exact opposite of all of those things. Um, people say, well, now Gerson can finally have the team that he wanted. It's like, okay, yeah, I get Ryan has gone through these, you you know, you look at mishaps late in games, right? Well, let's not forget Gerson Roses is the guy who traded up from 11 until six to draft a guy who wasn't there. Like, yeah, that, that was a thing that happened. Um, and you look at some of the other moves that he's made and it's like, if the Timberwolves don't keep their pick this year and they traded D'Angelo Russell, um, or traded for D'Angelo Russell and they got rid of Wiggins, which whatever, um, in a vacuum, that's fine. But then you lose a top three pick or, or, a, sorry, a, a, lottery pick, which, um, somewhere between like four and 10, that looks really bad. And yeah. I think what now this does is no matter what happens moving forward all of the mistakes that this team makes going forward are all pinned on Rosas. Like there's nowhere to hide anymore.
1: Right. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. And I think also you have to kind of keep in mind where the wolves are at when Ryan came into the team, like the Timberwolves were, I mean, there's still a lot of bad, like a lot of bad things going on with the Timberwolves, but they were completely a broken organization after Tibbs left, Mm -hmm. you know? And think ryan came in and he really did change the culture at least internally i know mean, we both worked there when that yeah, happened it and was good it was different mm-hmm. um and so i think that you have to give ryan some credit for setting the stage for that kind of transformation even though things you know since then have not worked out and i mean we haven't even talked about the fact that they passed over david vanderpool um which That's- has also been kind of go- making the rounds on Twitter. And for good reason, there is no reason why he should not have been given a chance. I understand that Finch was interviewed. I mean, I want to also preface this. I have nothing against Finch. I've heard really good things about him. Yeah. It seems like he'll be good. Maybe he's a really good hire, but why not do that in the off season? Why not give Dave Vanderpool a chance? The I, interim, I don't understand. I agree. It.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Like at the very least, and, and basically said in this press conference today, I was able to catch snippets of it. Um, he basically admitted the fact that without actually admitting it, that, that Ryan was, um, you know, he's kind of forced into hiring Ryan, but then he said, you know, with the, the culture that we had in this team, like on the current team, it would have been really hard to pivot from, um, you know, pivot from where we're at with somebody internal. And it's like, that's such bullshit because you've been the guy that's like preaching internal development the whole time. And I don't like, first off with Ryan, uh, like, let us not forget that every player went to bat for him when he got hired yeah. And saying that they wanted him to be coach and they thought he deserved it. Um and I don't think players say that if if they don't like that was Carl's guy that he wanted to hire. So for sure. Like let's not forget that. Two, uh sometimes when every smart basketball mind in the NBA, like Damian Lillard, um, like NBA writers around that have covered the league and been around these players and they know who uh, respects who sometimes maybe when all of them are wondering why David Vanderpool didn't get an opportunity and all of them advocate for him getting an opportunity year after year after year. Um, Like I, I, for some reason I'm not going to buy the fact that the Timberwolves front office is smarter than all of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I like Again, not, not like Finch, I hope he's the guy. Like yeah, I really I mean, do maybe this is a really good hire. More than I guess and you know, next year when the Wolves win, you know, hopefully if they win, like let's say they win forty-five games, somebody go, Well, Kaya, we told you so. No, no, no. I it's not the hiring Finch thing that is like the biggest issue here. It's the the way they went about it. And if you're gonna hire him, do that handshake deal and say that, hey, we're gonna hire you after the season. Um, like we feel like we owe it to David Vanderpool because do, david vanderpool is gone right and, and then you, but then you look at um you look at carl and you look at russell and i don't know what their relationships were like with ryan and, and the rest of the coaching staff but you got to think that finch is putting in a brand new coaching staff at the end of the year and if you're carl anthony towns or you're like I, i'm just so tired of this i want mm-hmm. stability in an organization and i'm not saying that you know obviously if you fire your head coach and you replace him with an assistant there's somewhat of an instability there. But if you're staying in house there, there is some stability and I get it when you're a team that is the worst in the league. Stability is not necessarily a good thing. Right. Um, I do understand that, but I just think that for somebody who's preached preached um, all of these things and you know, well, it, it's just the opposite.
1: I mean, there's also just like the, you have to think about where this puts the wolves as an organization in terms of putting the other coaching staffs, like everybody wants to move up in their job. You know, everybody wants to be at a place that will give them an opportunity or give them opportunities or give them stability. And like, take this outside of basketball. Just think about your workplace, you know, Mm -hmm. like assistant coach, top coaches, they're not going to want to come to the Timberwolves. They're not going to want to be on these staffs. If this is how they treat, their coaches, and I think that there is an argument to be made that I mean, as you you said that David Vanderpool's gone, I would certainly not be surprised to see him look elsewhere. But it's, why would he stay? You know exactly. Like if you're the Wolves, you had kind of a top up and coming talent in your building. There's more. Even if you think, even if you think Finch is a better coach, you know, there's there's this element of organization building that the Wolves just don't seem to want to do. It's like they're getting they're trying to move really fast. I think that's kind of the, that's kind of Gerson's whole strategy, right? Like he, he got in, he dumped half the roster. He traded for D Like they're trying to fast track the wolves to being a contender. Why? If that's a mandate from ownership, which is presumably still going to change at some point, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whether that is just Gerson's strategy and approach. I don't know. But The idea that you have to come in and immediately make a championship contender, not only is that not a good way of approaching team building, but if you are in an organization and you feel like you have to make these, if you're Gerson and you feel like you have to make these kinds of moves to keep your job, that says bad things about the Timberwolves. Because an organization should be able to look at where it's at and say... This is where we are. Here's where we need to go. And here's our roadmap to get there. Look at Philly. They rebuilt for eight, 10 years, you know, and now they are a really sustainable, solid franchise. Like this is how you do it. You do not just, you know, you can't trick your way, especially as like a mid-level small market team. There is no fast track. And I just feel like Gerson really wants to be on it. And I'm sympathetic. I also would like the wolves to be really good, but all of this just screams urgency when, what the team is close. Exactly, the team is not close. This team is not a couple of moves away. This team is not a
0: coach away. Yeah. You know Yeah, and like I mean, again, we hope it works out, right? Like we want the Timberwolves to sure. succeed. Yeah. It's just like it's it was disappointing to see, like making the move for one part is fine. Like I get it. Like you have to move on eventually if you're not winning. And like you said at the open. um, you have to be held accountable and that is the fact but i think um i think just the way that that rosas went about that was yeah. um it Doctor. should be frowned upon and i think um i i got some messages from from some some people close to the situation and um not internal i'll say that um so don't don't worry anybody internally um <laughs> External, though, of people that were just like uh, that, that are around the team daily and are just like, what's going on? Like th- this team continues just to screw up. And the, the thing is, they have a talented PR team, right? Like, hey, yeah. h- how about you use them? Like, hey, we shouldn't uh, hire this guy to a multi-year contract immediately. And then granted, yeah. I'm sure, like, you know, they knew that. And um, I guess if, if, if the thing is that this guy would have gotten away, um, you know, if you didn't hire him, which I think is probably pretty unrealistic because he's not, he's not a younger coach and he hasn't gotten a job yet. So I, I would imagine like if that connection between him and Rosas is that strong that he would have probably accepted in the off season, but um, all right. Well um, I think those are kind of our over overarching. Yeah. It's, just a, t-
1: it's just a tough, tough situation. Really no, No upside. Well, I mean, the upside potentially is that this is a great coach, but I mean, so I hope so. And again, Raptors Twitter seems to really like this guy. So I'm not saying, and I don't, you're not saying this was a bad hire. It's just the way that this was executed. Yeah.
0: yeah, It was the way that they, they did the hire. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I I can't imagine, you know, obviously getting fired and, and Saunders, um, you feel for him, but, um, just I think the way it happened, you, you just have to feel like you're totally just got stabbed in the back where it's like, oh, okay. So not only like, not only did you fire me, you had a plan in place to replace me um, with somebody for multi-years. Yeah. And it was also the same guy that uh, took second place during the interview process two years ago. So yep. um, all right, well. All right. Well, talk soon. We'll, yeah, we'll talk soon. Um, we might have another episode this week. We'll see. We we're going to have John Krasinski on this week, but obviously um, with everything that's happened, we imagine that he's probably going to be pretty busy this week. Um, I'll, I'll shoot him a text later, but otherwise we will be back um, next Monday for another podcast. Um, yeah, we'll We'll probably have plenty to talk about. So um, we will talk to you all soon. Talk to you soon.